Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that will never go pro. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother with a second round grade. Okay, yeah, that's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother, who's Mr. Irrelevant. Wow. It's better than nothing. I'll take it. Trey Newman. (laughs) All right. The uh, NFL draft, of course, is a a couple weeks away now. So wanted to give a a quick preview of that. And we brought in uh, a special guest to do so. Of course, you've seen from the title of the episode, it is Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Uh, He also hosts a uh, uh, college football draft podcast, the College Draft. So you should check that out. But Let's uh, let's get straight into the interview. All right, and we now welcome uh, onto the show here former NFL offensive lineman and uh, host of several great podcasts, including uh, the College Draft podcast. Uh, we are welcoming Ross Tucker. Ross, welcome in. How you doing today? Ryan, doing great, brothers. Uh, Michael, Trey, uh, awesome to see you guys and talk with you. Why, why does Michael have the best camera? <laughs> yeah, he does. Michael's really stepped it up. And your teeth are so white. What, what oh, is going uh, on down there, That's dude? the setting on the camera, you know. I've, <laughs> I, I've got all my things dialed in here to make myself look as good as possible. You know, I, I was going to yeah. say, like, your camera quality is better than the other three of us. And then you just <laughs> smile and your teeth look so white. Uh, now I'm just feeling bad. <laughs> I know. Uh, we're off to a great show now. Yeah. The, the blurrier, the better in my case, I would think here for my camera, but I'm not sure I want the HD vision here. Uh, but also, I just wanted to mention, Ross, you're calling a, a very, uh, you're calling the uh, Patriot League Championship game this, this, uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, it's on CBS Sports Network, right? It's between Bucknell and Holy Cross. Something that needs to get a little more attention here these days. That's some quality football going on. Well, I'm just looking forward to it, man. I mean, like, it was a week or two ago, my bosses said, uh, hey, do you want to do the Patriot League Championship game on TV? Like, who says no to that? Yeah, yes. that would be awesome. I get, I, I get paid well to call a college football game on April 17th. Like, the answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, I, you know, I, I met my wife at Bucknell. Uh, I went there to visit one weekend. And the Patriot League is like um, – Sort of the cousins, I guess, of the Ivy League, if you will. Right. So, um, you know, that's who we played. That that's that was our only non-conference games when I played was Patriot League, and it's still very similar to that. So it's awesome. I'm disappointed the Ivy League's not playing. I know yeah. why they're not. Whatever, but um, I'm looking forward to calling a, a looking forward to calling a game on Saturday. Why not? Yeah. Normally this is just spring game time, but to get some real football, that's uh that's a whole different ball game. So speaking of that, by the way. And I know we got other things you guys want to hit me on. I don't know what they're going to do with stadiums this fall, but can you guys freaking imagine what it will be like if, like, they allow full stadiums? Yeah. Like, the, let's let's say everybody has to be vaccinated, whatever it is, right? Like that first weekend, oh, that is yeah. going to be berserk. Like, I'll probably have a game. But a buddy of mine, his second son's going to Wisconsin now. September 4th, Wisconsin hosts Penn State. If I don't have a game, I guarantee you, as God is my witness, I will be in Madison, Wisconsin for Penn State, Wisconsin. That that stadium, if that's a full stadium, 
I feel like people are just going to go crazy. Oh. Absolutely berserk. I think we're going to see quite a few full stadiums. Uh, you know, I mean, we already have some places already opening up uh, stadium-wise for baseball, right? So uh, I think give it a few more months, maybe like four months, I think we'll be. That's what I've been saying, though. Like, yeah. like last year we were thankful to have some form of a season, but but going into it, you didn't have that same buzz. But yeah. having that kind of it'll be a, essentially like a two-year hiatus, man, the lead-up to that, those first couple of weeks will just be, oh, man, we will be on cloud nine. For sure. <laughs> But they should, right? Like, there should be enough people vaccinated by then. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah, well, neither of us. None of us do, but like that they could find sixty thousand people in the state of Wisconsin that are vaccinated that can go to the game. You yeah, know? exactly. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll get there. That's just positive thinking, but we'll see. Um, all right, let's jump into our, some of our our topics here. We're obviously talking a little bit more about the uh, the, the upcoming draft here, so we'll get into some specifics on that. So. Our first question to you here is just kind of, you know, we know the QB position is getting a lot of hype and it's got some pretty deep talent this year, but what other position do you see as kind of being the deepest in the draft, you know, where maybe there's a, some really good quality players that you might be able to get in the deeper rounds, like fourth or fifth round? Yeah, so the ones that jump out to me right away are O-line and wide receiver. Um, it's yeah. a really good O-line draft. Maybe not necessarily at the top, but... There's a lot of good players, tackles, centers, even guards that people think you can get starters in third and fourth round. And a lot of times, third and fourth round are really more backup types that maybe can develop into starters, but they seem to think you can get starters in the third and fourth round, people I've spoken to. And receivers again, man. I mean, it is, it's like three years in a row. Yeah. And you think about next year already. You know, like uh, Pickens and Olave and Wilson from Ohio State. Even a guy people don't talk about, Jahan Dotson had a ridiculous year for Penn State. Like, ridiculous. Uh, there's just a bunch of good receivers next year already, too. I just think it's the nature of these kids have now been playing 7-on-7 seven seven football since they were 10 years old. And it's just really changed things. And yeah. I think also back in the day... Every freak show guy would be the quarterback or the running back. I think more yeah. of these guys are saying, "I want to play receiver." Like, I want to, I want to be, I want to be a receiver, and because it's fun to be a receiver at seven on seven. Running back's not fun. There's only one quarterback, and I just think more of these guys, more of the best athletes, are playing receiver than they used to. You know, when we were younger, or even like 10, 15 years ago, they would still put the best athlete. You know, at, uh, you know, whether it's quarterback or running back, just because they handled the ball so much, right? Like they always had the ball in their hand. Cam Akers, you know, played running back at, in high school. And then he went to, or sorry, played quarterback in high school. Then he went to Florida State, played running back. I just think more guys are now playing receiver earlier in their careers. Absolutely. Well, you know, and speaking of receiver, we're, college football podcast we the reigning heisman winner was a wide receiver for the first time in a while and Devonte smith and the bros and I, i'm curious to hear your take on him and maybe how he translates just because the bros we talk about how Devonte was definitely the product of and very fortunate that i say fortunate jalen waddle got injured and then he just took it to another level and i'm not saying he didn't deserve the heisman like of course he did but i'd be curious to hear like you know he was going to be kind of 1A on his own team at Bama. Where do you think he kind of fits best in the NFL? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, 
everybody agrees, Trey, that Jamar Chase is the guy. You know, like everybody agrees that Chase is the best guy. And I've had, you know, later on this week on the Fantasy Feast podcast, they look at uh, the guy I had on, Scott Barrett, is a big-time draft guy and wide receiver guy. He has Jamar Chase. He's been charting all different kinds of stats, including age-based production. And, like, Jamar Chase's age 19 season was ridiculous. So, anyway, he has Jamar Chase as the best wide receiver prospect since at least 2015. As for Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell, people go back and forth on those guys as to which one they like better. It really, um, it's almost like ice cream flavors. You know, like, they're both great. It's more what are you looking for? You know, if you want, because Devontae Smith was the most productive receiver even when they had Jerry Judy and Ruggs and the other first-round picks. He was still the most productive guy. So if you like the meat and potatoes production, it's Devontae Smith. If you're looking for a guy that's going to make, like, Tyreek Hill-type plays, it's Waddle. Sure, that makes sense. All right, well, we got to talk about the quarterbacks a little bit. We'll get to some more O-line, but, uh, you know, for you know the last couple of years, it's felt inevitable that Trevor Lawrence was going to go number one, and obviously that looks like it's going to happen, but it also seemed like Justin Fields was the easy number two, and the closer we get to draft day, it seems like that is now unlikely. What's the, the What do you see as the likely pecking order at quarterback, I guess either in your opinion or just how you think it might play out on draft day? So it's funny because Zach Wilson played this year, obviously, and was unbelievable, and he really helped his stock. Trey Lance didn't play, and so he didn't really help or hurt his stock. Fields played, and in general played very well, but showed enough flies in the ointment that he actually hurt his stock. You know, like I, I almost feel like if Fields didn't play this year, he'd be the second guy. You know, there's a lot of examples of quarterbacks that come back for that next year. It doesn't really help. You know, Matt Liner, Matt Barkley. There's Jake other guys Locker. we can think of. Who, who, Ryan? Jake Locker. I remember he just hurt his stock a ton coming back his senior year. Yeah, there there are guys that... You know, the more the more you play, the more different things defenses can throw at you and the more flaws scouts can see in your game. And that's that's almost every position, by the way. Like that's true. The longer you stay, the more holes they can poke in your game. Um and that happened to Fields. I mean, Fields had some games that were not that good. I mean, there there were some real issues. I think what happened to Fields is the combo of the Indiana game, what was the other game where he wasn't great in? So he had two games where Maybe Penn there State. was some really – It that? might have been the Big, Big Ten Championship against – The Big uh, Ten title, yeah, Northwestern. That, that too, yeah. Yes, yes, that's what it was. So, so there were enough concerning moments for Fields that people were sort of starting to question a little bit, you know, what he could do. Um, that it hurt him. I mean, it, it really ended up, um, hurting him this year. And I think these other guys, and then you had a guy like Mac Jones who had almost a perfect Joe Burrow-esque season. So we'll see where he ends up going, but 
in the field. I, I also think Haskins, and it's totally unfair that it, I, I don't, it shouldn't have any impact on fields at all, but Haskins being such a disaster after yeah. he had such an awesome year at Ohio State a couple years ago, that doesn't help fields either. Even though there should be no correlation, it's hard for people not to have that in their brain somewhere. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. That's can't help it. Um, so, you know, we obviously have to talk on the O-line. You're a former offensive lineman. So, I mean, you know, Penny Sewell seems to be the clear number one choice as the top O-line prospect. Um, I mean, do you agree with that? Or do you think there's maybe some other guys that, hey, maybe they have a higher ceiling or maybe just could turn themselves into something that's either maybe on par with them or better? Yeah, I think I like Slater. I think I like Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. I say that because I think he can do it at tackle, but I almost feel like the worst case scenario for Slater is he goes inside the guard and has a Brandon Sheriff, Zach Martin type career at guard, you know, where he's a perennial pro bowler at guard. But I think he can do it at tackle. Look, he played the best against Chase Young of anybody I've ever seen. You know, and Chase Young was defensive rookie of the year in the NFL, and Slater really did well against him. Sewell has oodles of potential, and I think he'll get there. But if you're asking me this year who I'd rather have, it's Rashawn Slater. If you're looking at a 10-year time horizon, I think you can make a strong argument for Sewell based on the upside and potential, but... I'm probably talking to the, you're probably talking to the wrong guy. I, I've seen so many guys that had potential that never got there in my right. career that I'm a little biased against the potential upside guys. I mean, I've yeah. seen guys that were way, you know, longer arms, stronger than me, more athletic, like way better than me in every category. They, they just, they, they weren't consistent. You know, they, They'd have a couple of plays. You'd be like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that?" But then they'd have two plays. We're like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> and you just can't do that. So I, I'm a Rashawn Slater guy. Yeah, well, you, you like those the guys from the smart schools. I can tell too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, so obviously you've got the the game upcoming on on CBS Sports this weekend. But in terms of this past year, were there any guys in games that you called uh, that stood out to you, or maybe in prep for? for watching teams against other teams, maybe some under the radar guys that, you know, the average fan might not, not know about just in all, in all positions in all phases, anyone that stood out? Yeah. You know, there were several, um, it's funny. There's a, a linebacker actually from army, John Radigan, who had an unbelievable year. I did eight army games this year. Um, I do all the army home games for CBS sports network and uh, Radigan was unbelievable. And the year before, two guys from defense from Army, Cole Christensen and, and Elijah Riley, both made the NFL. I mean, Christensen made the Chargers, was up and down practice squad active roster. So was Elijah Riley. And Radigan was so good in coverage, which is so important. And he's got a really good special teams background, which is really important if you're going to be the sixth linebacker to make a team. That I like Radigan quite a bit. Um, the running back Rivers for Fresno State. Oh yeah, really yeah. impressed sweet. me. Yeah, uh, Ronnie Rivers. I thought he was excellent. Colorado State had a really good tight end. I don't even know if did he turn pro. I didn't even see if he turned pro or not. 
trying to remember, his name's Trey. Oh, wow, my name's Trey. <laughs> yeah, well, he's gifted, clearly. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. I don't know if he turned pro or not, though. Um, those are some guys that jump out. I'm trying to think of some of the other games I did. Um, but those guys, for sure, are some guys that, that jumped out to me. By the way, oh, I know. Um, I love doing those midweek Mac games. It's funny. Oh, heck like, yeah. I got so much social media love just because I would do like a Tuesday night Ball State Eastern Michigan. And it was the only game on. Oh you yeah. Know? Oh oh, I got one. I got one. Jared Patterson. Yeah, you called, there you called go. that yeah. game when. Yeah, uh, you called through. that. <laughs> when they I didn't go for the record. I mean, he was about to break the all-time <laughs> touchdown and yardage record. He was 20 yards away. I know. They, Come on, Lance. I thought for sure they knew. For sure. I could not believe. I lost oh, my yeah. mind. That you did. No, we were. Done. I was like, what are you doing, Lance Leipold? No. <laughs> Put him back in. What? What is happening right now? That was it's funny. Like, I, I ended up going viral because of my comments instead of being. But it would have been cool to save the rest of my life. I was at the game of the guy that had the most touchdowns, the most yards in a game ever. I called it. I called um, the game. Yeah. I'm a little yeah, surprised we you don't like him more. He, our, didn't, uh, he didn't have any catches last year. Yeah. Which hurts him. And then, you know, when you go to a Mac school and you don't have a defining physical characteristic, it makes it tough. He's not big. He's not overly fast. I don't care. He's just good. I mean, he just yeah. he just knows how to get yards. I think he's got. I think he'll end up being a, a really good change of pace second back for a team. Yeah, you don't luck into massive games like like he had. So, yeah, he had a. Yeah, couple they don't of just hand out games. like guys that have a guys that have a tendency to get a lot of yards have a tendency to get a lot of yards. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. a reason for that, yeah. right? So, one thing I've always wanted to know about. Uh, and we got a former NFL player here, so this is the time to ask, is current players, when they're, you know, leading up to the draft, do they pay a lot of attention to the draft? Like, I would think especially if you're kind of, you know, if you're not a Patrick Mahomes, if your job is sort of maybe on the line every year, are you are you watching the draft hoping, like, those first four or five rounds, like, ooh, I hope they don't take someone in my position group, or, I don't know, do different guys take it, look at it differently? All I cared about was that they didn't take an offensive line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and if they did, the lower the better. Sixth round, yeah. seventh round. So that they, cause as soon as they took one in the fourth round, that's a guaranteed roster spot. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a, a guaranteed, like it lessened my chances right there. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That's all I cared about. I, people are always like, Hey, what do you think of the, t- how, how, how the team, your team drafted? I'm like, it was great. They didn't take a lineman until the seventh. <laughs> we took awesome. eight punters. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like people don't understand. It's just not. It's just you're not a fan. It's your job, and you want right. to keep yeah. your job. Like I remember yeah. one year I was at the Princeton spring game, uh, which is where I went with my alma mater, and not only did they take Lee Evans, but they traded up. They traded next year's first round pick to take JP Lossman. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) A wide receiver and a quarterback, and we have no first-round pick next year, so that guy can't – they can't possibly take some stud center or tackle guard to take my job. Like, 
in my mind, trade trade every draft pick for Khalil Mack. I don't care. Trade yeah. every draft pick yeah. for a guy that plays a position other than me. I re- you really like you want to win and you want them to draft good players that help you win. But if we're being honest, it's secondary to your own personal job security by far. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it translates to, you know, all fields. You don't want to be, you don't want to have the, the company you're working for hire your replacement essentially. So. Yeah. We don't want yeah, our parents right, to right, give right. birth how to. Would you feel, how would you feel if Michael and Ryan were like, Hey, <laughs> it, it's been awesome <laughs> being your brother. Like we've really enjoyed it. Um, but. Ross said he wants to be the third guy on college football bros moving forward. And we're trying to grow the show, Trey. Ross yeah, has yeah. a pretty big social media following. There's other podcast. It's not personal. So, it's just business. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have to go ahead. And uh, and Ross is going to be the third bro yeah. now. Like, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Mom yeah. and dad are in. They're adopting him. He's going to be a <laughs> Sorry, Trey. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yep. I like that <laughs> you right. Trey for this example. Yeah. That's well, Trey perfect. was the one that, that I was talking to. Was talking, yeah, no. You know, yes. Why? Well, there's that, probably some inside <laughs> joke that I'll get. Yeah. yeah, I can take it. I can take it. Uh, all right, well. Uh, so, you know, before we finish up here, uh, we do want to uh, just kind of ask you about, uh, you know, a company that uh, you're involved with uh, that's been a sponsor of our show, and we've mentioned a lot and used it and think it's a great 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 uh, company here myfrontpagestory.com if you want to give a little pop here for that it's a great uh, a great site yeah so here's the deal like mother's day is coming up this is by far the greatest mother's day gift of all time and it's the easiest one you literally talk to one of the writers for 10 minutes they will write the most unbelievable story about your mom or your wife if you want to get it for your wife whatever and and then it's framed. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. Like my sister and I got one for my mom a couple years ago. It's the first thing you see when you walk into her house. It is hanging up in her house. And the, the two keys are, right? Number one, it's like the delivery. Like being able to say to your mom, hey, mom, I want to do something cool for you this year. So I had a story written about you. She'll be like, what? You had a story written about me? That is amazing. You had a story written about me? A story about like, like nobody can believe like it's people don't even know you can do this. So like they're blown away just by the concept of you got them. You had a story written about them for their mother, for their mother's day. And then when they actually read the quotes about like, you know, my mom's the reason I am the per- like. She'll just ball, dude. Like she'll yeah. ball. It'll be her favorite Mother's Day gift you ever got her. Myfrontpagestory.com. And I forget what your guys' code is for the discount, but it's myfrontpagestory.com. Yep, Bros fifteen, fifteen percent off. Oh, nice, <laughs> Bros fifteen. Like it. Um, yep. Well, Ross, uh, again, we want to thank you, uh, for coming onto the show. We love having you on. It's always fun to talk to you, get some great insight from you. Um, not often you get to talk with the former NFL player and, and color commentator. So kind of a double whammy there. Uh, we enjoy having you on. Hope you come on uh, again sometime soon. Yeah, my pleasure. You guys are killing it. It's a great show. I enjoy listening. Uh, your graphics person, I always tell you is amazing. Yeah. Uh, they do a terrific <laughs> job. I love your, I love your topics. You guys have awesome, awesome topics. And yeah, if you like college football, Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 
Bucknell and Holy Cross. Watch some smart kids play football. Uh, oh, well, I'll be dialed in. For sure. Safe travels. We really appreciate it. Awesome. See you guys. All right. All right thank you, Ross. Thanks, Ross. All right. That was awesome. Uh, thanks again to Ross Tucker uh, for a great preview of the NFL draft. Uh, be sure to check out his content, Ross Tucker football podcast, and, of course, the college draft. Uh, and, guys, that's it. Any closing thoughts? Look forward to the draft. Oh, for yeah. sure. All right. You, I see some surprises, maybe. No, I'm, I'm sure I, and I appreciated, I appreciated Ross coming on. It's really fun to talk to him. I'll definitely now be really tuned into that Patriot League game on uh, this weekend. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There you go. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and watching, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.